Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Well, hey, hello there, everyone. Welcome back to The Burt Not Ernie Show podcast, part of the Spark Network, now playing on the Edify app. I'm your host, Jan L. Burt, and the author of the brand new book, 60 Day Prayer Journal for Parents, and it's available on Amazon. Um, Today, we're going to be looking at Hebrews chapter 6, verses 9 through 20, and I'm going to be reading in the Amplified for, you know, the whole thing. That's a lot of verses, I know, so I'm going to read them to you, and then we'll just kind of talk about the promises there, and I want you to be thinking about one thing right from the get-go, the word hope, H-O-P-E. You know, it's December. It's Christmas time. Um, You know, to quote uh, the mom, Kevin's mom in Home Alone, it's the season of perpetual hope. It actually is the season of perpetual hope. Jesus came for all the world. And for those of us who know him personally, let's be hopeful. We should be the most hopeful, optimistic people on the planet because we know the source of hope. He is our hope, the living hope. And so think about that word while I read Hebrews 6, 9 through 20 from the Amplified. Um, And let me see here. I'm going to, I'm actually going to, I hope you don't hear too much of my Bible turning pages, but I'm going to read it from my Bible rather than online because it's just, I've got things underlined and highlighted and all of that. Um, So I'm going to read that first. So we can hear the word of God, and then we're going to be ready to apply the word of God to our lives. So, and one more important reminder for you, as I read, please take seriously the importance of knowing who you are according to God's word. It's so important to know who you actually are as a child of God. What the word of God says about you is so important, and it should inform and change the way that we think, because the way that we think impacts the way that we live. And I want you to live as a child of God, but you've got to know what God's word says in order for you to really live according to who you are, right? So don't live like who you're not. Don't live as someone God said you're not. Um, You know, you hear that in the intro to my podcast, but I just wanted to reiterate it because let's be honest, we don't listen to the intro of a podcast every time we listen to it, we skip over it. So I wanted to reiterate two things, hope and know who you are per God's word. Don't live like someone you're not. Okay, Hebrews 6, chapter 6, amplified, starting at verse 9, all the way through verse 20. But beloved, even though we speak to you in this way, we are convinced of better things concerning you and of things that accompany salvation. For God is not unjust so as to forget your work and the love which you have shown for his name in ministering to the needs of the saints, God's people, as you do. And we desire for each one of you to show the same diligence all the way through, so as to realize and enjoy the full insurance of hope 
until the end. There's that word hope, guys. So that you will not be spiritually sluggish. Ooh, spiritually sluggish. But will instead be imitators of those who, through faith, lean on God with absolute trust and confidence in Him and in His power. And by patient endurance, even when suffering, are now inheriting the promises. All right. So we've got hope. And we've got promises, and we see that we don't want to be spiritually sluggish. Um, Now I'm on verse 13. For when God made the promise to Abraham, he swore an oath by himself, since he had no one greater to whom or by whom to swear, saying, I will surely bless you and I will surely multiply you. He said that in Genesis 22, verses 16 and 17. And so having patiently waited, he realized the promise in the miraculous birth of Isaac as a pledge of what was to come from God. Indeed, men swear an oath by one greater than themselves, and with them, in all disputes, the oath serves as confirmation of what has been said and is an end of the dispute. I want you to think about that. God's promises put an end to disputes in so many areas of our lives, our thinking, um, how things play out for us. It should alter our belief and help us to know what not to believe, i.e. Satan's lies. Why? Because... It's an end of the dispute. God's promise has put an end to it. Okay, verse 17. In the same way, God, in his desire to show to the heirs of the promise the unchangeable nature of his purpose, intervened and guaranteed it with an oath, so that by two unchangeable things, number one, his promise, and number two, his oath, in which it is impossible for God to lie. Oh, man, who needs to hear that? It is impossible, not possible for God to lie. We who have fled to him for refuge would have strong encouragement. Oh, this is a tiny encouragement. This is an average Joe encouragement. Strong encouragement and indwelling strength. What kind of strength? Indwelling strength. That can't be taken away, folks. If it's inside of you, indwelling you, nothing on the outside can strip it away. Okay, indwelling strength. To hold tightly to the hope set before us. How are we to hold to the hope that is set before us? Tightly. Not weakly. Strengthen your hands, my friend. Hold on tightly. This hope, this confident assurance we have as an anchor of the soul, it cannot slip and it cannot break down under whatever pressure bears upon it. A safe and steadfast hope that enters within the veil. I've talked about this recently, entering the Holy of Holies in our prayer time within the veil of the heavenly temple, that most holy place in which the very presence of God dwells. And you can read about that in Leviticus chapter 16 too. Never say Leviticus is boring. I'll tell you what Leviticus is, pointing to Jesus nonstop. And if you read Leviticus and also read Hebrews kind of together, ah, you're going to get this beautiful picture of the foretelling of Jesus all through Leviticus. Everything in there that was required, our Lord and Savior met that requirement. It's beautiful. So verse 20, last verse, where Jesus has entered in. So where did Jesus enter in? The holy place, the most holy place, which is in the very presence of God. It's where the presence of God dwells, where Jesus has entered in, in advance as a forerunner for us. If he goes before us, then what's going to stop us from following? Nothing should. The gates of hell will not prevail against his church, Jesus said, having become a high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. And you can read about that in Psalm 110, verse 4. Okay, so that was a lot of reading. Let's talk about what we just read. Um, First of all, I want to say the header of this section in my Bible is entitled Better Things for You. I love that. So as we head into Christmas, 
you know, the end of the year and roll on into 2022. Because let's be honest, we focus on Christmas and then right after that, boom, we start thinking about a new year. And there's excitement and there's hopefulness and optimism and sometimes dread and um, you know, ooh, I don't want to, I don't want to even think about how much money I spent on Christmas. Set that aside this year. And let me just give you permission to enjoy Christmas this year, not to spend your way through the holiday, but to actually enjoy it for the right reason. So, um, you know, that's what is coming. We're heading into Christmas and the end of the year and 2022. Anybody else want better things? Better things for you? How does that sound? For your family, your church, your workplace, better things in your health, your ministry. And you have a ministry. If you don't know what it is, pray and ask the Holy Spirit to show you and he will. Better things in your walk with Jesus? Well, let's just assume that these verses will give us just that. Better things for you. Okay, so first of all, God sees. That's the first thing that I notice when I read verses 9 through 20 of Hebrews 6. God sees, and he is never unjust. You know, Abraham prayed, will the Lord of all the earth not be just? Will the God of all justice do wrong? Will the God of all justice not do right? You know what? God is never unjust. He never, um, look, it, he rather, let me say it this way. He does not have the ability to forget your work. He won't forget. He sees. He doesn't actually have the ability to forget it. Think about that. Um, the, the love that you've shown as you minister to his people, he sees. He will not forget it. This is good to remember. So, you know, don't um, stay diligent. Don't start slacking off in your ministry. And remember, like I said before, you have a ministry, so don't slack off in it. If you're a mom, you have an important ministry. If you're an employee, you have an important ministry. If you're a member of a church, you have an important ministry. This is true for all of us. If you're bedridden, you have an important ministry. You can love other people well. You can keep pointing to Jesus all of your days. You can pray and pray and pray. And I'm telling you what, a prayer ministry, that's a mighty, mighty ministry. Everyone has a ministry. So stay diligent and don't, um, you know, don't slack off. Don't become spiritually slouchy, I guess. So the promise here is that if we do not slack off, we will enjoy the full assurance of hope until the end of our time on this planet. How great is that? So feeling a little bit helpless? Okay. Ask the helper who is the Holy Spirit. If you're feeling helpless, ask the helper for help and he will give it. Now, what about this? Feeling a little bit hopeless. That's maybe even more, um, you know, sometimes it's easier to admit that we are feeling one of those things rather than the other. And for Christians, it can be, you know, if you are, if you're in the world and you don't know the Lord, it can be easier to say, um, man, I'm feeling hopeless than helpless. Because if you're an American, if you're in westernized society, we have that pull yourself up by your bootstraps attitude. But as a Christian, it can be easier to say, I couldn't use a little help in this area. Because um, we can say that and then ask for people to pray for us, right? And we do that. But we don't want to say I'm hopeless, because somehow we feel like it's a black mark on us. Like you can't say that as a Christian, you can't be hopeless. So I just want to say to you, if you are feeling hopeless right now in your life, can I ask you if maybe you're lacking in diligence in your calling, your ministry, 
in your love for the Lord. You know, that's verse 11 speaking. That's not Jan's words. That's God's word. So if you're feeling hopeless, maybe just think about that. Pray about that. You may already know the answer immediately. As soon as I said it, you may want to pray about it. Lord, am I, am I lacking at all in my diligence and my calling, my ministry, my love for you? Your hope will flood back in. The word of God promises you won't lose your hope when you remain diligent to the work of the Lord. So take him at his word and believe him. Um, so, you know, so you won't be spiritually sluggish. You know, that just sounds bad because it is bad. When verse 11 says, don't be spiritually sluggish, it, it is bad. That's why it sounds bad. It's meant to get our attention. God doesn't pull punches in his word. We need to hear what he's actually saying to us. The opposite of sluggishness is going to be, um, as it says in this verse, to lean in or lean on. Like we have to personally do this. This isn't just a corporate, I go to church on Sunday morning and I worship corporately and I'm, that means I'm leaning on the Lord. You personally, right at your most tender places, you need to lean on the Lord. Lean on God. with How? With absolute trust with complete confidence in him and in his power. I love that both of these are stressed in Hebrews 6. You trust God and you have confidence in him and in his power in both things. This is the way to those better things that, that lie ahead for us. Remember, that's the header of this passage. This is And the writer goes on to tell us, and he wrote in the power of the Holy Spirit, not his own words, it's God's words, he goes on to tell us how to get the promise better things. Patient endurance is mentioned here. Look, if you're in a hard spot, patient endurance is what you need. Not just grit your teeth endurance, patient endurance. A fruit of the Spirit is patience. You can expect to be a patient person if the Holy Spirit indwells you. Why? Because it's, it's proof that he indwells you. It's his fruit, so let him bear it. You don't tie dead fruit on your branches and pretend like somehow, you know, if you saw that, you'd be like, that's ridiculous. That's not real fruit. If you saw that in real life, like dead fake fruit tied to a tree, the fruit is born out of just abiding. So if you want this patient endurance, abide in the Lord and believe that the fruit of the spirit will be shown, will be born, will, will be in your life and be evident because you have the Holy Spirit in you. Just trust him with this patient endurance. Um, and then we'll be able to inherit those promises. It's just like he's telling us what to do. And most of it, the doing here is really just yielding to the Holy Spirit. Isn't that beautiful that, that when God calls us to do something, he fully equips us to do it. And the Hebrews is so profound. There's so much depth here. What he's calling you to do, the same one who's calling you is going to equip you to do it. You have an inheritance that is coming. So live today in light of that promise. And it is your promise. So God made his promise. He took an oath by his own name because there is no greater name than the name above all names. It's a trustworthy promise because of he who made the promise. Just as he kept his word to Abraham, he will always be about the work of keeping his promises to you. I'm going to say that again, maybe a little louder for the ladies in the back, right? Just as the Lord kept his word to Abraham, he will always, always, including right in this moment, be about the work of keeping his promises to you. So let me highlight part of verse 16 here. Hebrews 6, 16, like part B, the oath serves as confirmation of what has been said and is an end of dispute. Okay, let me apply that to my podcast. When I share a promise from the word of God, 
I really do hope that it puts an end to any conflict or struggle or doubting or dispute. All of those things can be labeled as a dispute that a listener may have in believing that particular promise from that portion of the Bible. And to doubt God's word is to dispute it. Okay, let's not mince words. Make no mistake. Doubting God's word is to dispute the word of God. Just because you only think it in your own heart, and your own mind, and you've never said it out loud, that does not mean you're not disputing God's word and his promises. The name with a capital M, the N, the name of Jesus, the name by which the oath was sworn is why it is an end to the dispute. Jesus, period. You know, that's that. It's settled. The dispute has been refuted. The promise still stands and will always stand. Our God is still showing his people the unchangeable nature of his purpose. Verse 18, so that by two unchangeable things, his promise and his oath, it is impossible for God to lie. Okay, I love this right here. When God who says, this is the same God who has said, all things are possible for him who believes. All things are possible for him who believes, for nothing shall be impossible with God. When that same God says that something else is impossible, when he has said all things are possible, now he says this is impossible, we need to listen. We need to pay attention. He's, He's talking to us here. He's letting us know. While all things are possible by faith, this one thing, no matter what, you could never muster up enough disbelief or anti-faith because it doesn't take any faith to believe that God's going to break his promise. You would have to muster up mountains of disbelief and unbelief to um, think that God is a liar ever. He, it is literally impossible for God to lie. And the God who said all things are possible is saying to you, but not that. It will never be. It will never be. It will never happen. He cannot lie. It is not possible. Okay, so um, once we fled to him for our refuge, salvation, then he has strong encouragement for us. Not tiny encouragement, not partial, strong. What do you need encouragement for today? God's got strong encouragement for you right there in that. And an indwelling strength, that's the Holy Spirit in us, baby, indwelling strength to hold tightly to the hope. Oh, man, hope, that's our word for the Christmas season, hope. The season of perpetual hope, it is set before us, set before us. It's right in front of you. That perpetual hope is right in front of you. You're going to have all the strong encouragement that you need, no matter what comes up over the course of your lifetime. And you have indwelling strength via the Holy Spirit to hold tightly to the hope that's coming. You have an inheritance coming. Hang on, hang on, hold on to your hope and don't let go. Your inheritance is on its way, my friend. It absolutely is. Hope is the anchor of the soul. It cannot slip. It cannot break down under whatever pressure bears upon it. It is a safe and steadfast hope. Man, there are a lot of promises in this passage and it ushers us into that most holy place in which the very presence of God dwells. Look at what hope does. Look at what hope does. It anchors you. It cannot slip. It cannot break down under any pressure. It is safe. You want to be safe? Grab hold of hope tightly. It is steadfast. It takes you right into the very presence of God. When you are hoping in the Lord, you're not going to be far from him. 
Now, I mean it. I don't mean just like, well, I prayed last week to be hopeful and then I'm not really going to think about it again. No, no, no. You start feeling the pressures of life and you say, wait a minute, I have hope that is an anchor for the soul. It cannot break down under, under any pressure. I believe God in his word. You're going to sense the presence of the Lord in a new way. It's a good thing to speak the truth of God's word over your circumstances as they are happening day by day. This isn't just a, I prayed in the morning kind of a thing. This is I'm believing God from sunup till sundown. And if I wake up in the middle of the night, I'm going to tell you what, you know, I used to have, um, have had a season where I'd really committed to pray for someone through a very, very, very heavy season of grief. And I would fall asleep praying for her. And I would say, Lord, help me to, to dream to even be praying for her in my dreams. And I would, and I would wake up and I would wake up and be praying for her. God can do that. It, it's meant to be impactful from sunup to sundown and through the watches of the night as well. It's a beautiful thing. Don't let go of your hope. This hope brings us life. Do not let go of your hope in Christ. It is better than gold. It is your very life. You're not going to let go of your life. So you're not going to let go of your hope. Your high priest lives to intercede for you. How great is that? Jesus lives to intercede for you. He is sitting at the right hand of the Father, always interceding for you, always. This December, this December, may hope be your watchword and the assurance of better things for you. It bring you comfort and joy. And I mean it, tidings of comfort and joy this Christmas as you focus on the hope that is Jesus. You have great promises. You have a great inheritance. Do not let go. Hold tightly to your hope. Okay, I'm going to actually wrap it up today. Um, just a couple of quick announcements. Number one, um, as I mentioned at the beginning, I have a new book available on Amazon. It is a 60 days prayer journal for parents. So it has a verse for each day, um, a sample prayer, and then plenty of room for you to journal your prayers and come back later. It's like a record. You're going to have that forever. Well, until you leave this planet, until the end of your days, and you're going to be able to go back through and look through it and see how God answered prayers. So it's um, not just like a disposable journal. This is like meant to be something when we write it down all in one place and you do this for 60 days, I'm going to tell you what, man, you're going to be empowered to pray more regularly, more boldly, writing it down. There's something about that that's beautiful. So I would love for you to pick up a copy. It's like $7.75. So it's not astronomical by any means. You can get that on Amazon. Um, and if you do get one, I would really love it if you leave a review because on Amazon, the reviews uh, boost things up. And even if you don't want to buy one, if you like go look at it, like just looking at that page on Amazon does something to boost it up higher so more people see it. This isn't about me. I'm not getting rich off $2 that I make per copy of a book. I'm Trust me, I'm not. This is about encouraging people to pray for their children, to believe God's word for their children, and to have it laid out before them. Here's the verse. Let's pray it like this. And then from there, add your own prayers just to kind of kickstart things. But getting the word of God into as many people as possible. How great is that? And and praying? How great is that? And praying for your kids? Talk about leaving a legacy. If you're a grandparent, you can pray for them. If you don't have children, but you have nieces and nephews, you could use it and pray for them. You can pray it over yourself and it will still work. And I'm going to write some more. Um, it will still work because prayer works. So if you would look at that, that'd be great. Uh, number two, more news on that Christmas giveaway is coming up next week. Super excited about that. You're going to be able to enter for a cash prize. So um, come back to the podcast next week for info about that. It'll be easy to enter. Number three, 
I launched my new YouTube channel. It's finally up and actually working. It stopped like kicking out my videos and um, it wouldn't let me wouldn't let me uh, do all the things the last couple of weeks. I finally got it to work. You can find that on YouTube. Uh, it's called God's Promises for You with Jan Albert. So you can find that if you subscribed. I would love that, love that, love that. I want to get a thousand subscribers and I want to open that membership tab so we can have Bible studies in a private setting there. So follow me, please, there. I'll put the link in the show notes and um, what else? I'm going to be a guest on a podcast coming up for December and I'll share that here. Um, I may actually share one of those episodes as one of my episodes or an additional episode. I'm going to be on Val Harrison's podcast, The Intent, the Practically Speaking Mom. I'm excited about that. Um, and of course, the Edify app. I'm now on the Edify app as part of the Spark Network. It is a podcasting app for all Christian podcasts. It's spelled E-D-I-F-I. I'm so excited about this. I would love for you to check it out. What better place to go if like what you want is Christian content, this is a place to go. So um, I think that's all of my announcements for today, except this. Hang on to your hope. Hang on to your hope. Praying for you. Thankful for you. Believing. Believing that God is going to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond all you can think, ask, or imagine as you stand by faith in prayer on his word and also let the Holy Spirit do his work in and through you. Thankful for you. Have a great day. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day. And remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.